This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partner, Java Chapman. Kamal King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi, is out today. We're your number one on-air source covering the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're up, 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 and away at the 38th Natchez Balloon Festival, Saturday, October 20th through the 21st with Carter Burns, Executive Director of the Historic Natchez Foundation, and we'll discuss the bare necessities with a stop at this year's Great Delta Bear Affair, barely here, but building back. Saturday, October 28th in Rolling Fork with Festival Coordinator Meg Cooper. Plus, we'll also check out what's happening around your neck of the woods. Ta-na-na, 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 ta-na-na. Thanks, Java. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi, and I am every woman. <laughs> yes, you are, Jermaine. I'm all yes, of them. <laughs> Jermaine does so many things here at MPB Think Radio. I'm all in women. <laughs> But also, I, I wanted to bring that song out because everybody's wearing pink here at MPB today. Yes, it's um, pink out day at MPB. You know, uh, highlighting the women and men affected by breast cancer right. and the family. So, you know, I right. thought that was, I thought that was appropriate. It was appropriate. Plus, I am every woman, <laughs> and I am wearing all pink today. And anytime, anytime <laughs> you can find an excuse to play the sweet sounds of Whitney Houston, yes, you know, so that's great. Do it. That's awesome, Java. <laughs> Well, we are back here on Next Stop Mississippi, and guess who's out today, Java? Kamel. It's kind of quiet around here. So I'm going to say, hey, Kamel, how you doing? Ew! Or whatever he says. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Kamel brings the energy. He brings the energy. He does bring the energy. What you got going on this weekend? You going to kick back, relax? I am, and I am really, really, really looking forward to it. I am looking forward to a little bit of relaxation. I often say, you know, you have to to meet people where they are and you never know what's going on in people's you know right uh, surroundings so if somebody may treat you off-putting you don't know they may be dealing with something on the back end and you just receive that off-putting yeah, yeah, you know yeah so it's it's th- kind of that for me right now we're gonna digress I got a lot of things happening but I'm just waiting for this rest. Yeah, we're going to rest and and relax and be calm this weekend. I may get into a little shopping. I've got a little bug going on Uh again. You know, when it... Retail therapy. What happens is... What really happens is it gets cold. For some reason, when it's cold, Jermaine wants to shop more. When it's hot, I don't. But when it's cold... It's it's time to shop. It's comfortable. You can you feel yourself uh, available to walk in and out of stores with all the bags that you're gonna have. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you say, oh, this is it's not it's not a hundred degrees outside with all these bags. So. Right, right, right. Well, I'm gonna try to do a little shopping, a little relaxing. But I want to get into I'm a, before I introduce our guest for our first stop of the day. I want to go ahead and lead in with this. You know, Kamel was talking about how he was going to buy um, a hot air balloon. On 
online. <laughs> off of eBay. Off of eBay. <laughs> and I, I don't think he has to do that because the Natchez Balloon Festival has some great hot air balloons that, you know, he doesn't have to buy off eBay. Oh, okay. And, it, you know, they're not used balloons. Yeah, I wouldn't trust the eBay uh, hot air balloon. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's That's only been I used him. once. I told him he'd never get off the ground with that. <laughs> but let's get into our first stop of the day and let's hear about some real balloons and not the eBay balloons. No. <laughs> right. Our first stop of the day will take us to the top at the 38th Natchez Balloon Festival, Saturday, October 20th through the 21st. And on the line with us to tell us about it is Carter Burns. He's the executive director of the historic Natchez Foundation. Carter, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. We are all excited about the Natchez Balloon Festival. Of course, it's the 38th annual Balloon Festival. What's your favorite aspect of the festival to you? I just love the whole atmosphere. It's, it's a real uh, family atmosphere, and the whole community um, just really looks forward to the weekend and people plan to come home this weekend and be here in Natchez and family reunions and class reunions are planned around it. So just the whole town just really gets a, a great party atmosphere that weekend. That's awesome. That is super awesome. As executive director, though, of the historic Natchez Foundation, tell me a little bit about you and what you do there. Sure. So um, we are a local nonprofit um, preservation organization. Uh, we were founded in 1974. And um, the balloon race was, well, it used to be called the balloon race. The balloon festival was started in 1986 as a fundraiser for the foundation. And uh, then, as you mentioned, this is our 38th year now. It's hard to believe we've, yeah. we've been going this long. That's awesome. So in 1986 is where it all started. And it was a weekend of hot air balloons and outstanding live music then. And is it the same now? Yes. So it just started, uh, when it started, it was just balloons. And then the next year, 1987, we added the festival part. And so that's when the live music uh, and the food vendors came, uh, you know, became part of the event. And yeah, it has grown a lot since then, but that is exactly what it is. We have food vendors, great live music, carnival rides, arts and crafts, uh, and of course the balloon. Right. I just know that this uh, Natchez Balloon Festival is one of those events that people mark on their calendars because this is to see those balloons kind of going over the Mississippi River, it's, it sets a nice mm-hmm. backdrop. Carter, talk about the growth of the of the um, Natchez Balloon Festival every year. Like It just keeps getting better and better and better. It does. Um, so the foundation and some other local nonprofits, you know, um, benefit from it. But we also in, in reinvest the money into the event so that we can grow it every year. And so we've got, you know, last year we had Chapel Heart play. Yay. And we had our biggest um, number of attendees that we've ever had. And the weather is going to be beautiful again this year. So we hope to, hope to break that record this time. Right, right. Now, with the backdrop, though, of downtown Natchez, talk about how historic Natchez is and how much, you know, the town comes together to put on a balloon festival like this every single year. Yes. So Natchez was founded in 1716. So we had our tricentennial back in in 2016. So, um, you know, it's over 300 years of, of history here in Natchez. And there's actually a long history of ballooning here. We have um, newspaper articles and advertisements from the early 1800s when, when hot air balloons came to town then and, and lifted off and flew over town. Um, but our festival is unique because it is located in downtown. A lot of these events are held at an airport or somewhere, you know, a big field out in the country somewhere. But ours is right downtown on the bluff at um, Rosalie Mansion. And so it's really integrated into the downtown. Everyone can walk 
to all the shops and restaurants and come in and out of the festival gate and yeah everybody all the bars and restaurants put together live music and and have little events going on at their places as well so there are things going on in every block in town pretty much yeah what tell me a little bit about about rosalie mansion i want to know more about that as well okay Rosalie is a federal-style uh, mansion that was built in 1823, and it's located on the um, edge of the bluff in Natchez. So Natchez sits on a bluff that's 200 feet above the Mississippi River, so we've got a great view looking out over the river and across um, into Louisiana. And uh, it is now owned by the DAR, the Daughters of the American Revolution, and so it's open as a museum house every day, and they have a big garden um, off to the side that's called the Bicentennial Garden that they created in 1976. And so that is the site of our festival. Yeah. Now, for for this year's festival, the lineup looks great. There's balloon flights and fireworks. Talk about a, the balloon flights and when do those fly out? Because I know it's specific times when those balloons can only fly, right? Right, yes. So we have, um, typically there's two flights each day, one early in the morning around 7.30 and another in the afternoon around 4 o'clock. Um, and then we cor- we don't know where the balloons are going to go, where yeah. they're going to lift off from. That all just depends on what's happening with the wind right at that time. So the pilots get together and have a meeting, um, and there's somebody um, you know, from the weather service there, and, and they all try to figure out which way to go, what's going to be taking them to a good area where there's a good landing spot, Mm -hmm. um, which is typically over in Louisiana where there's a lot of farmland. uh, The crops have have been um, cleared by now. So we we just don't ever know. Uh, So we do have a text line uh, that people can text um, and get the alerts, and they'll tell them where the balloons are, if they're going to fly or not. Um, so this morning, for instance, they, the winds were good, but it was foggy, yeah. too foggy. So they were not able to fly this morning. So it's a very weather-dependent um, activity. Yeah, I but was going to ask nice. that, though, because especially, you know, I've, we we have gone to another balloon fest, and you could tell, I guess, some people online were frustrated, but y'all have a whole tech system. Right, we do. There is a tech system that um, a local company, listen up, y'all, um, puts out so that we can keep everybody informed and we try to update our facebook page too but you know we can't (laughs) we can't do it all the time right um yeah people get frustrated because they don't understand how ballooning works that it's it's a wait and see kind of situation and and you can't give um specific information in advance because you just don't know what it's going to be right is there is there a certain speed that the wind has to be under to take the balloons up they generally like it to be under about um, 10 to 12 miles an hour. If you get above that, it, it gets a little a little dangerous, um, and the landings can be kind of rough. Right. <laughs> so we don't want that. And there's no – so when you mean dangerous, because I'm so intrigued by if the wind blows, does do you have to, in a balloon, just kind of flow with where it blows? Yes. Am I saying that yeah, right? <laughs> Right. You, there's no way to steer a balloon. You just go where the wind takes you. Really? So what the pilots, yes. So what the pilots do is they can, um, you know, put more um, hot air in the balloon and make it rise up. So you try to go to different levels and see if the wind is blowing a different direction at different levels uh, in the sky. Right. And so that's how you take direction and, and find a wind that's blowing a different way. Right. You know, everybody just references the the whole idea of the up movie and then, then basically taking a, you know, round the world, basically trip in a hot air balloon. So that's basically, you know, when people think about hot air balloons, that's what we think about. <laughs> and 
that's right. not quite what the reality is. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. No, not quite. That's not quite what it is. Talk about, though, the entertainment lineup. I mean, y'all have got some entertainment this year starting um, tonight, right? Have have Bag of Donuts yeah. perform, perform yet? I love Donuts, and I love the name of this band, but have they performed yet, or will they perform tonight? It is an amazing name, Bag of Donuts. <laughs> Coming to the stage, Bag of Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and they are an amazing band. Um, so tonight, uh, the gates open at 4, and then we're going to have a balloon glow at the festival. So the balloons will come in and set up and inflate, and then it, it'll get dark, and they'll hit their burners, and they glow. So it's really an amazing sight. And right after that, we have fireworks over the Mississippi River, and then, yeah, Bag of Donuts will play. They are a fun, really awesome uh, 80s cover band from New Orleans. They dress in costume and put on a really great show. Yeah, yeah. And then starting Saturday night, talk about that entertainment lineup. Okay, so Saturday, the gates open at 11, and then our first band is going to go on stage at 1230, and that's actually a local band um, named Eleanor Swede. So they've got a great following here locally. And then after that, uh, Kevin and the Blues Groovers is a great um, blues band from New Orleans. And then at 3.30, we have Rumors, which is the Fleetwood Mac tribute. And I've heard them several times, and they sound exactly like Fleetwood Mac. Oh, we. Yes. That's awesome. And then uh, after that, we have a band called The Suffers. They're a great rock and soul band from Houston. And then our headliner is uh, Sister Hazel, and they'll go on stage at 7.45. That's the ones. That's the ones. And I'm so excited that Sister Hazel is there. That takes me back to my my 90s childhood. (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, Talk a little bit about the vendors and the food that you all have there. Okay. We have eight um, food vendors there, all local restaurants from the Natchez area. Uh, And we have a variety of things. We have everything from pizza to barbecue to um, hamburgers, um, just all kinds of wonderful things to eat at, at the site and we also have um, arts and crafts vendors that are going to be there selling a wide variety of things there's a carnival for children so there's there's something for everybody right right carter are you a frequent flyer i have i have flown um actually many times so um my dad has been on the balloon race committee for 30 plus years now and so we started going out when i was about five or six uh, helping out with the balloons, and so I have flown many times over the and years. And this is in your blood. It just so was meant for you to do this. It was meant, Carter. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was so meant for you to do this. Talk about one. Uh, we we tapped on a little bit in the beginning. The community, and of course, you all's partners coming together to um, help put this event on, and how important they are. So our our. They're so important. We have a, um, a volunteer committee of, of 19 people that meet year-round to plan this event because, it, you know, it's a huge event. It takes a long time to plan. And then we have all of our, our fantastic sponsors and partners that, you know, really help us put it on. You know, Magnolia Bluffs Casino, Hotel, Holiday Inn, Hampton Inn. They provide rooms for the pilots and the bands and Coca-Cola and uh, Southwest Distributors, Budweiser. They provide us with our beverages. And Scott Petroleum um, has the... Uh, propane to fill the balloon tanks and UMB visit Natchez. Um, UMB is United Mississippi Bank. So we have a lot of individual balloon sponsors too. So um, if you sponsor an individual balloon, you get to go with that pilot all weekend and and hopefully fly. And a lot of those become longstanding friendships. So we have a lot of pilots who've been coming here for many years. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Talk about the impact though. I mean, 38 years, 
And Natchez, of course, is becoming and has always been a destination city. But it's in the in the past few years, it's actually become, you know, more amped up. People are coming to Natchez more and more. But talk about the impact that the event has had on the city. Oh, it has a huge impact. And that's really the real reason that we do it is is to bring that economic uh, benefit to to the uh, to the city. And sometimes the sales taxes collected uh, this weekend are higher than they are in the month of December when everybody's Christmas shopping. So it, all the hotels are sold out. You've got to book a room right. you know, well in advance. And so it has a huge, huge impact on the city. Come on, y'all. Come on, Natchez. They, you, they're, they're selling out. You can't even get in during the Balloon Festival. <laughs> and there's so many more events. You know, I was looking online. There's so many events that kind of have spurred off of the Natchez Balloon Festival in Natchez that are happening during the festival. And I think that's awesome for the city. Yes, absolutely. We, we, um, the more the merrier. Right, right. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, Java, you going to go up in a balloon one of these days? You going to take the kiddos up? One of these days, I am going to get into a balloon <laughs> because, you know, Mississippi may be like the unofficial hot air balloon capital because we have so many festivals. And Natchez Balloon Festival is just one of those. One yeah. of those, You guys were uh, in Hattiesburg right. a couple of uh, months or two ago yeah. for yeah. a balloon festival. So it's always something, something happening with hot air balloons. Right. I love it. And I love hot air balloons. And the whole, you know, mystery and magic of of the hot air balloons is is kind of yeah. Cool I want to me. ask Carter: Is it okay if um, I know this is like a Camille question, but if I just <laughs> show up with my hot air balloon, will I be admitted into the balloon? Okay, Carter, Camille <laughs> said he was going to buy a hot air balloon online um, and try to take it up. So th- that is the question: Could he do that and bring one? No. <laughs> Well, as long as the FAA is okay with it, then it's okay with me. Carter, he does not have clearance. Because, you know, some local joker is just going to be like, hey, I got a hot air balloon. Right. I got one. I got one. Let me pull up. And I was explaining to my mom, I think my mom, like, that's what I'm telling you, Carter. It's like the the mystery of the hot air balloons because I was like... Because she was like, how did they just do it all over? I was like, Mama, they've got it. They've got the basket and the balloon in the back of a van. That's how they, you know, right. get them from one place to another. She was like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's in the van. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's part of the fun, too, is they have these um, volunteers that are, are chase crews, and they go help the pilot, you know, get the basket out, inflate the balloon. And then after the pilot takes off, they get in the van, and they follow them on the ground. They chase them. And to find where they land to pack it up and, and put it back away. Right, right. That's awesome. That I mean, it's just it's so amazing to me how they can look so big and go in the back of a small van. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. Carter, talk about the tickets and um, maybe the children's pricing. I see that 10 and under are free. Yes, absolutely. So tickets are available um, on the website, NatchezBalloonFestival.com, or you can buy them uh, at the gate. And um, the ticket prices for the weekend pass um, is $35 if you buy it in advance, and then it's going to be $45 um, at the gate. And we have VIP passes. It gets you into a VIP tent with a private bar and bathrooms and a great view. And then, yes, kids uh, 10 and under are free. That's awesome. So the kids can come out, still hang out. Everybody can still come out, have a good time. If the balloons aren't flying, there is something to do, and there is going to be an awesome band there that I love, Sister Hazel. Um, Again, Carter, let them know about the weather-permitted balloons. Yes. So uh, they will fly weather-permitting 
uh, in the mornings around 7.30, in the afternoons around 4.30. And the best way to keep up with that is to go to our website and sign up for the text alert. So then you'll know where they're going and if they're flying. All right, Carter, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood. It was my traveling partner, Java Chapman. Kamel the King was Visit Mississippi while he's out today. And I just had to... It's so muscle memory back here um, on the board. I was about to turn his mic mic on. I was about to turn his mic on. Kamel, where are you at? Come on. You're supposed to be at this blue mic right here. It was so muscle memory. I know, I know. He would have something to say, and aha, uh-huh. we we it, it, when he's not here, you kind of notice it. <laughs> like I said, it's a lot quieter today. <laughs> yeah, so that's the first thing that's happening around your neck of the woods. Kamel is not here, <laughs> and what else is happening? Okay, Java. This first event is um, right up my alley. I have um, hot tamales that run through my veins. Oh, okay. Um, But it's the Delta Hot Tamale Festival, Java. Do you eat hot tamales? I do. I do. I am with it. good. Me and you right here. Yeah, we here. We right here. Uh, I I can tear down a, I know they don't come in slabs, but I can tear a slab of hot tamales down. down. (laughs) I can tear a slab of them down. Okay. You want me to tell you where the best ones live? Talk to me. This is how I'm a connoisseur. Okay. The best hot tamales live in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Oh, do you have a, a, a name or are you going to just keep it to a location? Okay, let me give you a location because I don't ever know the name. I just know they're always <laughs> little huts and I love little huts with hot tamales. But so this one sits on the frontage road in, um, in Vicksburg right there off the highway and it's a blue little hut. And they sell them frozen, so you can get them frozen to go. You can Mm -hmm. take a whole dozen or two dozen or whatever you want to the house, um, put them in the freezer and cook them later, pop them in the oven. They do just fine, even months later. Um, But if they, here's my thing. There's Delta hot tamales. Those come wrapped in a string. Yeah. Those aren't my favorite. What do you, what, I don't. But I love hot tamales. I'll eat all the hot tamales, but they're not my favorite hot so what, tamales. So what's your favorite? The ones you just talked about? Yeah, the ones that are in Vicksburg that don't have a string wrapped around them. Now I know <laughs> these come in, they used to come in, they used to do it in old school newspaper. They would wrap your dozen in just some pieces of newspaper. Now they're putting them in little plastic bags. And packages. Got, they got them a little fancy with it. Yeah, because I'm a Tony's tamales guy and you can get those at your grocery store. They're, they're frozen too. So I I take them and I, I do the black bean or the turkey version. And like I said, I can tear down a slab of those things. Well, there's this place that's old school in Vicksburg called Solly's Tamales. Solly's Tamales. Okay. And Solly's has tamale burgers. They, they oh, Wait a minute. <laughs> take, me, take me fast and then slow down. I know. I knew you was going <laughs> to like this combo. Solly's has tamale burgers. They do like a tamale chili. Um, I think they have a tamale pie but they're the oldest ones to the point where I think Solly's may have opened up in the 60s mm-hmm. in um, Vicksburg. But when I was young, my dad used to take me all the time and he would get a bag of tamales, hot tam- um 
the tamale burgers and he would bring them home and I'd, I'd tear them loose. They had the tamales burgers way back then? Yes, I, t- I would tear them loose, Java. I promise you. Well, I mean, hey, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I wish I would have known about it sooner. That's a, that's my only uh, comment. And I like tamales. Look, we're going to get into this Delta Tamale Festival because I'm really a tamale gal. <laughs> I like tamales that have a little bit of, of an oil base on the like they have a little grease on yeah. them. Yeah, I mean grease is grease is it should be a, a food group <laughs> or at least or at least a condiment. <laughs> We're gonna have to ask Malcolm on Deep South Downing if that counts. Oh, now yeah, Malcolm and Carol they are some they're some Somali some Somali people do too. Do they? Do they? Yes, yes, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm a big one. I could eat a dozen driving in a car. But the Delta Hot Tamale Festival. <laughs> yeah, tell us about the festival now. It's, Sorry, y'all. Where can people go and learn more? (laughs) It's going to start today, October 20th through Saturday the 21st in Greenville, Mississippi. Um, They're telling you to join them because this is a three-day event. Well, I think they had an event yesterday. So the event kind of started yesterday and then it culminates um, Saturday the 21st. But it celebrates local and regional artists, musicians, and tamale makers, as well as some of the South's most influential chefs and writers. So actually, though, listen to this. July 18th, here's some history about the Tamale Festival. Okay. I had to pull it because I love tamales. July 18, 2012, Greenville Mayor Chuck Jordan proclaims Greenville, Mississippi to be the hot tamale capital of the world. Okay, Greenville. One day, sometime before that, Jermaine had proclaimed that Vicksburg was, but then well, he came. <laughs> you see, you didn't put in the official paperwork. Huh? Yeah, and you do have to have it because there is an official declaration that has been written that says, you know, United States of America at the top, stating that they are the hot tamale capital of the world. Um, And that came out. The declaration hit um, July 23rd. So they have trademarked it. The hot tamale capital of the world. This is trademark. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So that's happening. And if you like tamales or if you don't, this is a historic event. <laughs> <laughs> so there's um, the Mississippi Delta Hot Tamale Trail. Um, there's a trail that follows this as well. So you can check that out. You speak my language. I know. I know, man. But there's a um, Hot Tamale Trail website as well. So you can check that out there. But Please go to our calendar because I've got all the information there for you. Yeah, you do. Please visit that visit that calendar because I'm, I'm pretty sure <clears throat> Jermaine might have left something out. I know because <laughs> we over here we we in Vicksburg, we in Greenwood, we everywhere. I am salivating, Java. <laughs> I am salivating. Okay, the next event happening around your neck of the woods, Science Cafe on the Coast is going to host. Get this, Java, the 50th anniversary of the Pascagoula alien abduction. Say what now? I'm going to re-say that. Science Cafe on the Coast is hosting the 50th anniversary of the Pascagoula alien abduction. This is the, like, they put the in front of it. So this is the. <laughs> the. This is <laughs> there the was an alien Pascagoula abduction. alien abduction. Right. There, there was an alien abduction that happened 50 years ago um, in Pascagoula. I had read up on the history. Everybody needs to go out there and read up on the history as well. Yeah, I need to, I need a link or something. Right. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I've got your link on our calendar, on our events calendar. Because you didn't say alleged alien abduction. You said there was. An alien, an abduction. alien abduction. Yep. So they are celebrating. Are they celebrating? Well, they're, they're commemorating the... <laughs> 
highlighting. They're uh, putting a spotlight on. Celebrating was <laughs> not the right word. What? I mean, hey, it may be something to celebrate. I don't know. I, but did he come back? Or whoever got took, did they make it back? You, you know the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on my link. That's what I'm waiting on. But the oh. Pasagula alien abduction, 50 years ago, so that's 1973. Yep. Um, I, and I know 50 years because it's 50 years of hip hop. I'm so, so glad you kinda, know math. That's kind of funny. I would have had funny. to take out a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about it. Tell us about okay, it. Okay, so this event offers those with minimal background science the chance to meet and discuss scientific um, things in a relaxed social setting. So you won't feel any judgment. Admission is free and it's open to the public with light event and light refreshments but they'll rehash the abduction that happened 50 years ago in Pascagoula that you can google if you need more information before you hit this event but Saturday October 21st it starts at 10 a.m. till 11:30 a.m. at the East Hancock Public Library in Diamond Head Mississippi I'm going to Google that because I am a, you know, I'm an X-Files guy. I'm a, I'm a, I am I'm believe we have the aliens out there somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know, not sure if they made it here just yet, but I'm looking this up and it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a real, you see it? You yeah, see it? I alleged told you. UFO sighting and alien abduction, 1973. Everybody look it up. Yeah. Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker. Yep. Everybody um, looked that up. They were fishing near Pascagoula and claimed they were abducted by aliens. They came back. They came back. Because they lived, they came back to tell the tale. Yeah. All right. It's a lot. Well, we are <laughs> celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Pascagoula alien abduction because they made it back, y'all. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want more information about that event, it's going to be on our events calendar. Okay. You know it's October, Java. So the You got ho- your Halloween costume ready. That too. <laughs> Guess what I'm going to be? Cruella DeVille. Talk about it. You know, you know, that's my, that's my steez. You don't play. Right. So horror adventure, though, Jackson, Mississippi is going to be happening tomorrow, Saturday, October 21st from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. And if you like to be scared, this is the place to be scared at. Okay. Are you, are you, do you like to be scared? No, sir. (laughs) So you want, this is not, this is not your event. No, sir. Tell tell us more about this. Is, Is it a haunted house or something? Yeah. So they're, 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 they're. Um, transforming the Jackson Convention Complex into a horror adventure Halloween carnival. And they're asking you, are you ready to embark on an experience that will test your nerve and skills? So they're getting you ready for this. And they're inviting you on a journey through eerie corridors and terrifying challenges that will leave you breathless. And I'm going to say this right now. If you haven't been to the Jackson Convention Complex, downtown Jackson, it is a great facility. <laughs> but you will see the power of a black light and some cobwebs. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to it's going to get spooky in there. So this is a tour. Basically, I think Horror Adventure is the brand name. Ah, uh, okay. This is going to be a little bit more than just black lights and some Dollar Tree cobwebs. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm looking at the graphic and oh. I already f- there's Freddy Krueger on the front. <laughs> so they're going they're going for it. Yeah, they're, they're is going. Is this one for of those? Because I've learned too at those. I've I've yet to be at one of these big haunted houses, but some of them you have to sign waivers. Before you go into the haunted house, because it gets that intense. Well, I wish I would have signed a waiver in Hattiesburg when they when my brother took me to that haunted house, <laughs> because I think we need. I, I think the waiver needed to be 
they're going to touch you. Yeah. And you needed to sign yes or no. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, but that cause, because that's the thing. A lot of them will have actors and um, people in costume. They'll sneak up behind you. They'll, you know, kind of not throw things, but, you know, they will make splatter some some fake blood or something. Something it's, on yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's it gets intense. It gets intense. Yeah. And the one I went to looked really real. So, yeah, I, I don't know if this one has that, but they're saying you only will not be scared. In addition to facing your fears in their enchanted maze. So it's a maze. That's enchanted or horror. Um, you can enjoy exciting carnival games, aim, throw, and hit, and win incredible prizes as you immerse yourself in a world full of fun and scares. Okay, fun and scares. <laughs> for some, for some people, those those words are diametrically opposed. Right. <laughs> and last on our on our list um, is the Mississippi Renaissance Festival. That's going to be happening today, starting October 20th through tomorrow, the 21st, at the Harrison County Fairgrounds in Gulfport, Mississippi. Um, they have four town squares with five stages filled with live music, pirates, mermaids, dancers, fire throwers, and more. This is the Renaissance? Yep, Mississippi Renaissance Festival on the Harrison County Fairgrounds. So if you want to go see pirates and mermaids up close... That's your spot. Some fire throwing. That's your spot. Definitely. Featuring 10 local food truck favorites, a jousting team that will be hosting their jousting arena, live tourneys, hand on demos and more. So this is going to be awesome. Um, there will be so much more going on. They have music for everybody. Some uh, A band called Shades of Green that will be there. And they have several festival editions that you can buy tickets for as well. So that's the Mississippi Renaissance Festival. You, It's going to be knights in shining armor and mermaids and all the mystical creatures and a lot and of people. thou arts um, talk. And, yeah, you got to get down you know, with you got to get your vocabulary together because <laughs> I have seen those. They will walk up to you and talk just like the old English. Is that yes. old English? I think I think this old English. How how thou dost today? Yes. <laughs> how thou doest today? <laughs> how thou doest today? <laughs> So that's what's happening around your neck of the woods. Make sure you visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org and click the community tab to view those Mississippi events. I mean, the bare necessities of Mother Nature's recipes, the bare necessities of life. Who doesn't know all the words to this? I had the Jermaine Disney. Does. I had the Disney sing along where the ball would bounce on the words. <laughs> now that's old school. I know all of it. <laughs> I know all of it. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Jermaine Flood, I am, and I'm in with my traveling partner, Java Chapman. On the studio line with us, though, to tell us more about the great necessities of bears in life, if I just twisted that all the way around, Java, at the Great Delta Bear Fair, barely here, but building back. That's going to be happening Saturday, October 28th in Rolling Fork, and in with us is festival coordinator Meg Cooper. She's on the line. Meg, Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. And I had to sing you in because I love the bare necessities of life. 
I love it. Yes, ma'am. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and letting us know more about the great Delta Bear Affair. Barely here, but building back. You know, I want to start there at the barely here, but building back. Talk a little bit about why this year's great Delta Bear Affair has that tag on it today. Well, it um, as everybody knows that on um, March 24th, an uh, uh, EF4 tornado swept through downtown Rolling Fork and pretty much wiped it out. So we are barely here, and we have, have oh, it looks so different today than it did six, seven months ago. And mm-hmm. um, it's cleaned up to a certain extent, but not completely. You can still tell there's been devastation. And the, the building back is beginning. Homes are coming back, and businesses are coming back, and so we're optimistic and hopeful, and we wanted to have our festival that we've had every year for the right. past 22 years. Right. Now, side note, we have actually have the Rolling Fork Tornado of 2023 documentary coming on MBB TV tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central yeah. Standard Time. It's part one. And I, you, do you know about this, Meg? Do you know about this documentary? I do. I do. Okay. I know George and Willie, and they've been here filming, and they are filming part two. You know, now they're going to be at the festival and those events also to film. So right. We're excited. Right. Yeah, Willie's a hometown boy, so mm-hmm. we're just thrilled. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they'll actually, that uh, part one will actually air tonight starting at 7 30 p.m. So if you want to um, see that and how they, rose from the rubble it's going to be a story of terror struggle and unlikely heroes and one of those i have to say is all the events that you all put on there in rolling for to be able to build back like the great delta bear affair in your role as festival coordinator meg how much how much enjoyment and just love do you have for the great delta bear affair It's a wonderful event. It's a privilege to um, lead it up, and it's a great event. We've got, um, you know, it's not, we have all that festival stuff. We've got great live music. We have arts and crafts vendors. We have that wonderful festival food with all those vendors. Uh, We've got children's activities. We also have some unique things. We have um, a tour of uh, prehistoric mounds, Indian mounds nearby, and archaeologists can take you on a tour of those. We have a chainsaw wood carver that each year carves another bear for the community. But as you may know, um, this year he's going to be repairing a lot of bears. And so we were so blessed by the Mississippi Arts Commission that had our wood carver, Dayton Scoggins, last week at their arts conference. And he carved the 2023 Rolling Fork Bear, um, construction bear, of course. And um, so we've got that and... Lots of other, lots of activities, just great. It's just kind of a homecoming of sorts. You know, people come in and it's just going to be a wonderful day. Right, right. Did you, did you touch on the 5K walk ride that's starting that morning? Oh, I failed to mention that. You no, you're correct. fine. Yeah, you I, got a, you, I got you. Covered, five, five. I got you covered, Meg. I got you covered, Meg. Yeah, I need it. Uh, we're having, there's a 5K run walk, and um, some people like to ride their bikes, and welcome to do that. And it'll just go through parts of downtown. It'll take you on a little bit more of a tornado tour. Right. So there's... Um, there will be that, and we also have the Chuck Burger Eating Contest. There we go, Java. At, um, <laughs> oh, I was go. waiting Come for on. that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Tell me more, please. Yes. 
Uh, Chuck's Dairy Bar has been a longtime staple in Rolling Fork, almost 50 years now. And the Chuck Burger is a burger with chili, slaw, and pickles on it. Yes, ma'am. And we see how many you can eat in five minutes. And um, what's the record? The winner of the Chuck Burger contest. What's been what's been the record? Uh, the record, I think last guy, last year, last year we had a guy. This year we're not allowing any professional eater. Who knew there was such a thing? But, um, cause we had a guy last year who was a professional eater. He went to all these eating contests and did great. Usually people, I think it's three has been the record up until last year and that dude finished all of his burgers within the five minutes. Yeah, that, yes. The, the professional eaters have an advantage when it comes to that type of stuff. A normal, normal human, like you said, uh, is maybe about two, three, in in yeah. about five, in about five minutes. You got to think that's a burger, like not not the hot dogs that they're eating. This is a Meg, big burger. Meg, Meg, how one? How big is the burger? And two, how did y'all know he was a professional? Because he cleaned his plate. <laughs> And he told us, yeah. He, he oh, he should have kept he that. He filmed himself, and he had his, yeah, he, he let us know. He had just won the hot tamale eating contest the week before. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he was like, win the next contest. And he was proud, though, Meg, to the point to where he told y'all the secret. And he should be. He should be proud. He could, I mean, I've never seen anybody eat burgers like that. He didn't even cheat, I think. Went on dying. That is too funny. That is so funny to me. Because I would have came in there and been like, no, I'm not a professional. <laughs> and still cleaned up. So what's the, floor. what's the prize? What's the prize behind eating these the fastest oh, or the most? trophy. You get your name on a plaque at Chuck's Dairy Bar when, when it's rebuilt. Uh, you'll get your name on the plaque at Chuck's Dairy yeah. Bar. And it's $100. Win a hundred dollars. And bragging rights. I was just trying to see what would, what, why would he have come to this one? (laughs) And he wanted that, that plaque. Hey, it's a great trophy. He it wanted that trophy. trophy. Yes, ma'am. Talk about. We also will have. No, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say I didn't mention the Crescent Circus, which is a husband-wife duo out of New Orleans, uh-huh. and they do magic, they do trapeze acts, they are very entertaining, you know, for right. young and old alike. Right. Talk about your um, your your Elvis tribute artist. Oh, we love Tim. Tim Johnson. <laughs> he is just a wonderful Elvis, and he works that crowd, and everybody loves him. We couldn't have our festival without Elvis there. If he was not there. <laughs> I love that. Especially that that we went to the Tupelo Elvis Festival, so I'm all into the Elvis tribute artist. Um, and then, of course, y'all have got entertainment, an entertainment lineup yeah. for the from lunch till the afternoon, right? We do. We do. We have the fabulous Eden Brandt. Uh, she's so great. And then we've got Walker Wilson, who was on The Voice. We've got Keith Johnson and his big Muddy Band. And, you know, Keith Johnson is um, Muddy Waters' great nephew. And so what? he comes and brings us some good old blues here in the birthplace of Muddy Waters. And we've got um, Eli Mosley will finish us up. So we're, we've got a great musical lineup. It sounds like it. And then, of course, if you're out there and you're bringing the kids, there's children activities that are going to be running for the entire day from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. So there's stuff for them to do. There's stuff for the adults to do. It's a great event. Yes. 
It is. And we've also got an animal program, which is part of the kids' activities, you know, where we'll have, we have the Freedom Ranch Animal Outreach Group from Purvis, Mississippi, bringing their animal outlaws to tell us all about them. So I can't wait to see that. Now, with it being in its 22nd, uh, with this being the 22nd Great Delta Bear Fair, talk about the impact that this event, even before, you know, the, the tornado of this year came through, that this has had on the city of Rolling Fork. And I know right now the impact is going to be big because the coming together is, is probably what's going to be happening at this event as well. Yes, yes. It is. Um, well, the impact, it has a, you know, it has a definite economic impact on the community each year uh, as well, you know, economic and then there's also that you know where everybody just feels like you know we've got something special we've got a story to tell we are the birthplace of the teddy bear and then we've got those fabulous um chainsaw carved bear sculptures that are created each year so much so that now we've got a map that shows you you know to tour the um carved carvings that Dayton Scoggins makes and there's a little scavenger hunt for kids to look for special things on the bears and so it has really, over the years, created a wonderful tourism um, addition to the community, as well as just a great fellowship and coming together of the community. That's awesome. So the birthplace of the teddy bear happened in Rolling Fork, Mississippi. Well, it happened in Sharkey County. Okay. It, it, it actually was not Rolling Fork. It was Sharkey County, uh, which we are the um, county seat of Sharkey County. And so this is where we celebrate it. That's awesome. That is awesome. It's all about bears at the Great Delta Bear Fair and about building back. And that's the most important thing. How has it how, how has the the emotions been since um, you all started coming together to build back even before, you know, planning this event again this year? Uh, wow. Well, you know, at first we start planning in January of each year. And so we started planning. And then, you know, a tornado hit, and we were kind of up in the air about it. And then we decided the community needed a festival. Everybody was, you know, in shock, PTSD, uh, depression because of the way everything looks. And, it, does, you know, it seems to be moving slowly, but it was a major weather event, and it's going to move slow, mm-hmm. getting, you know, getting it all built back. And we thought, we need something to celebrate. We need some normalcy and we're going to bring this festival to the community. Right. When it comes down to your partners, how important are they in addition to the community? Oh, you couldn't do it without our partners. We have fabulous partners, and we could not make this festival happen without all the people that pitch in and help and all the organizations like the Mississippi Arts Commission and Visit Mississippi and some of those others that help us with um, the festival and help to make it happen. Right. Well, the Great Delta Bear Fair, downtown Rolling Fork, East China Street. I love the name of the street. Saturday, October 28th, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Where can they get more info and talk about the tickets a little bit? Okay. Um, the um, They can go to our website, greatdeltabearfair.org, and learn everything they wanted to know about the festival and then some. And uh, there's a $5 admission that we're charging, and all of the admission money will go towards rebuilding Rolling Fork. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love it, Meg. I love it. And I thank you so much for coming on and letting us know more about the Great Delta Bear Fair, barely here, but building back again Saturday, October 28th. I'm just going to reiterate, if you need more information, visit greatdeltabearaffair.org. And uh, Meg, again, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Talking about our festival. Y'all come see us. We will. We will. I appreciate you. And I want everybody to know um, out there, again, the Rolling Fork Tornado of 2023 the documentary, the part one disaster in the night. It was supposed to air, you know, yesterday, Java. Yeah, but it got preempted by the uh, President Biden. Right. It got preempted by President Biden, but it will be on tonight, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, filmmaker and writer Willie Bearden returns to his hometown in Rolling Fork to document the destruction from the March 24th uh 24 2023 tornado the damage again was catastrophic people died in it and hundreds had to find shelter elsewhere and then neighbors and volunteers began to come together to help rolling fork rise from the rubble again it's a story of terror struggle and unlikely heroes and i think it's going to be an awesome awesome documentary to get into and then of course get into that great delta bear affair they're helping build back there too saturday october 28th 9 a.m until 5 p.m in downtown Rolling Fork. We've come to the end of another great trip, and we want to thank you for riding shotgun and thank today's guests, Carter Burns and Meg Cooper, for joining us. If you'd like to submit an event or find out more information about these and what's happening around your neck of the woods, visit mpbonline.org and click the community tab to view Mississippi events or email events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio for Java Chapman and Camille. King with Visit Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, producer. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 